Rodgers has it. Gives to Franklin. He no, dies. No, I don't think no, he got it. I no, don't think he got out, it. The ball is out. The Bengals have scooped it up. Bouncing in the pocket, his throw caught at the 10-yard line. He's nice, nice. straight into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. It's a TD. Hello and welcome to episode 152 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. Well... There's nothing like a Sunday in early December to bring you right back down to earth, isn't there? Uh, my name's Paul Hirons, and uh, I'm still coming to terms with the um, defeat from yesterday to the Los Angeles Chargers. And um, I wasn't surprised, perhaps, that we'd lost, but in the manner in which we lost, I was quite surprised. Uh, to go through it all with me and to talk drivel for an hour, it's Nathan Palmer. Nathan, hello. How are you, my son? Um, bit of a bit of a Monday today, isn't it? The weather's a bit dreary. Bengals have lost. A bit cold. It's a bit dark. It's a bit wet, and I think that pretty much sums up the Bengals' performance yesterday, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it very much does. So, forty-one um, twenty-two. Did you see that coming? No, I mean, I said last week I, I didn't think we'd win the game. Um, I mean, it was a bad game, wasn't it? But it was also... Exciting like, game as well, I thought. Yeah, it was exciting and there was a real... Rate. I mean, at one point when we were driving down the field and um, just before that mix and fumble, I felt very good about it. I actually, mm. when we went down uh, 20-odd points, I really thought, you know, I really do think we have a chance here. I think we have enough to bring it back. Because we hadn't really started playing at all until no, a like, couple of minutes inside the first half. You know what I mean? It's like... I kind of thought if we if we were just able to get going, you know, people have turned this around before, and I just thought we could still do this. The charges are still pretty fragile in places, so no, it's just such a wig and frustrating, man. So frustrating and infuriating. After two terrific performances, they came out and just did not get going at all, and everything was all over the shop. Injuries happening left, right, and centre. Terrible clock management and game management and interceptions and oh, so frustrating, so frustrating. Especially when you think that you know we've harped on about it. I'm sure you guys out there have as well. You're getting excited. You're this team is heading towards the playoffs. Surely, if we can just hold it together, it's 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 six cup finals from now until the end of the season, and we're playing some good teams. And the Chargers are a good team with lots of great weapons, as they proved yesterday. But it's like for them to come out so flat and slow and just off the ball, I couldn't believe it, really. Yeah, I know. And you look back, they've just been so up and down this season, the Bengals, haven't they? They've played some absolute crackers of games and they really have played some... Um... Hold, on, hold on, hold on. Have you made another word up there? Crackers? No, not crackers. Sarpened. Did you say sarpened? <laughs> no, I didn't. No. Oh, okay. When you said they've just been sarpened down, is that what you said? So up and down. Oh, I see. I thought you'd made another word up from last week's. 
excellent throlicking. Maybe sarpened is a, is another word that you could introduce. Anyway, carry on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, they have been up and down though, haven't they? And yeah. there's been some cracking performances in there and some shocking performances. And yeah, it's it's difficult to pinpoint, isn't it? I mean, they've definitely got the talent, and I, I, I naively I think I'm still very. I wouldn't say confident, but I really feel like, like we've said before, on our day, we can still beat anyone. There was glimpses of it yesterday, and it's just if it comes together or not. And, yeah, I mean, the Chargers, I don't think, are a great team. I think they've got some some real holes across the ball there. They're not the finished article. I think Justin Herbert's a good player, but I don't think by any means he's um, as elite as people might think. Um, but it, the, the, the tough thing about that loss yesterday is just how congested the AFC is. Yeah. There's three teams that um, are completely out of contention every other team so you've basically got 13 teams out of 16 mm. in the AFC that are all well in with a shot I mean you can't even count Miami out at the moment they've won five in a row and look extremely hot the AFC North as tight as anything and that Chargers game really felt like a bit of a sort of mock playoff game there the sort of caliber of team you'll come up against and someone that when it comes down to it head-to-head record might come into it and whatever else so it's disappointing from that aspect but yeah you just you don't really know what to expect every week do you and I I, I think this season's just been such a mad one that we came into the season not really knowing what to expect from this team at the halfway stage we didn't really know what to expect because you know we'd look very good at stages and the last two in a two in a row going into the bye week and and now you sort of come out of the bye week win two very good games then lose a real stinker so it is every week just a bit of a flip of the coin as to what you're going to expect from this team isn't it yeah really so so much and um i think we said it before you know it's the team that's going to put like th- two three four wins together to really distance themselves from the pack because there is as you say a big old pack there at the moment, jostling for position. We're the good news is that we're still in that position. We're still in the one of the wild card spots. So even though we did lose yesterday, it's still all there up for grabs. I just could not believe how cold they came out yesterday when the Chargers were the complete opposite. They came off a bad loss to Denver and they went for it and they the scripted plays and the first couple of drives were just sensational from them. Um, yeah, I just it was infuriating because I I think if we'd have not handed them twenty four points, we would have quite probably won that game. I think. But um, anyway, let's let's should we do some reazioni? Let's do it, my son. Reazioni, reazioni, ole ole ole, reazioni, reazioni, ole ole ole. Right, 41-22, as I said earlier. Uh, the Chargers leapt to a 24 nothing lead. And as that was happening, it was like, this is the Browns game all over again, isn't it? This is We've seen this before. Um, came out cold, couple of turnovers. Uh, we talked about setting the tone on the first couple of plays last week, which we did against the Steelers. And uh, the tone was set by the Chargers, wasn't it, this time around? Because they got a good kickoff return. Herbert launched it down the field to Mike Williams and before you knew it, it was kind of 24 nothing, and we were in deep trouble, deep trouble. 
Yeah, and I think that's the key, isn't it? The old turnover game. It's just that's something that's plagued us this season. I mean, Joe Burrow leads the league in uh, interceptions. And I just think when you're giving away cheap balls like that and, um, you know, it's going to hurt you. And for whatever reason, be it on Joe Boy or on his receivers and stuff like that, it just does change games around quite quickly. So I just think the word for the Bengals is just consistency and everyone is on everyone's lips and I think maybe that's what happens with a young team we've got to learn to accept that and hopefully moving forward next year the year after they'll tidy that side of their game up but certainly for me I, I think that's something that we need to just do our best to sort of stay on top of for the for the final five games of the year. Mm. Jamar Chase now then um, he's not had a long touchdown since God knows when the deep ball has not, I wouldn't say been eliminated, but um, there was a real chance yesterday down that sideline to not only get in the game, but get that kind of deep ball going again. I mean, that was a, a stone-cold drop, as you'll ever see. He was he had open field in front of him. He was going to go the distance. And he just kind of dropped it. Well, he didn't drop it, did he? He just bobbled it up in the air, straight into the hands of the cornerback. And... Um, Cornerback was nowhere near it as well. That's the frustrating exactly. thing. It was like two, three yards, well, a couple of yards. Yeah. It's a separation there. It's just like an absolute present dropped into his lap. I mean, the guy yeah, was, yeah, yeah. You know, like you said, a couple of steps back. He wasn't even really playing the ball. And then all of a sudden, Chase sort of, you know, juggling it a bit and then turns around and the geezer just swipes it out of his hand. And that, I mean, that's such a game changer. Because if he just, you know, if that drops into his uh, into his nest and then he's off to, the, you know, the red zone, uh, off to the end zone, Mm. That's seven points for us, and in the end, it turns out to be a pretty, you know, pretty big interception going back the other way. So you just think stuff like that for Chase. I mean, you can kind of live with. There was another drop in that game, and there's been a few drops this season. But if they're just a little drop and it doesn't go anywhere, you can kind of be like, meh. You know, it's frustrating. He's got to clean that up. But you know, it's not game changing plays. There's not been. He, I can't remember any big drops he's had on like third mm. down or like game critical plays or anything like that. But when it starts to lead to turnovers and things like that, you do have to look at it. His production has dropped off. I know he had a few good catches yesterday and a few decent gains, but I certainly think after his sort of heroics in the first couple of weeks, um, there are some questions being asked of him now, and you've got to hope he responds. Yeah, absolutely. And conversely, uh, Tyler Boyd got in on the action yesterday and uh, T. Higgins had a good game. He's had two good games back-to-back now, which is really encouraging because I thought he had had a, a slowish start to the season. He, he was dropping a few balls. He's, I don't know, to me, his body language, that was, it wasn't quite right. And I don't know whether that's just T and his kind of relaxed nature or whether there was something going on or... Not sure, but certainly last couple of games, he's looked much more like the old T. Higgins, really. The, the T. Higgins that we at least expected to turn up this year and uh, and kind of have a good season. So uh, it's great to see him back on form. Just quickly, son, I mean, Go you're on. talking about, you know, the receivers and the passing game and stuff. If I'm, I think I'm right in saying this, that Joe Boy is either the most or the second most sacked quarterback in the league. Right. Obviously, the starters on the O-line going down a bit. Are you... He's starting to get a bit concerned about Burrow taking shots again and, you know, maybe his confidence going a bit. I mean, he's not playing badly by any means. No, but... I thought he played quite well yesterday. In fact, yeah. I thought he played very well. Yeah, but I mean, are you a bit concerned that from like an offence? I mean, we took, I think he took six sacks yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got to be concerned when your quarterback is, is on the ground six times, you know. and He's got his, his finger being dislocated. I mean, he really yeah. has taken some punishment this year. And I know, obviously, going into the year, you know, we were like, no, oh, the line will be fine. We've invested in it. And 
I think my concern with the line is the starting line is pretty good on paper. You mm-hmm. know, Riley mm-hmm. Reef and Jonah Williams at tackle, you're happy with that. Quinton Spain at guard. And you, across the board, you feel fairly good that it's a lot better unit. And it definitely is a lot better unit than the last two years. But once you start seeing players go down, we couldn't get the run game going yesterday. And then Joe Boy takes six sacks and that's the worry for me isn't it you lose a couple of these guys and we've been fortunate this year Mm, with injuries mm. we've really not had to rely on these guys in backup roles and just in the last week or two you start seeing some guys on the bench and that you've got to hope this isn't going to be a consistent theme now that you're down to the sort of your backups and your guys in those (laughs) rotational spots needing to fill in because for joe boy's sake you know he only dislocated his little uh his little finger yesterday um, but you just think, well, you know, like let's let's make sure that he's not, you know, we can't have him taking this many sacks and taking that punishment down the stretch, you know. Yeah, of course, it's a worry. And I think it was a worry when we saw, you know, both Reef and Hopkins, who who was starting to play better, and Reef's been pretty solid all told this season, uh, was out uh, at the start of the game yesterday. And Prince has done all right when he's come in and been an extra body on that line. Trey Hill, obviously a rookie, and but you know it really did show. I think both of them were penalised twice, and that's another thing that's been great throughout the season, as we mentioned last week, the lack of penalties. But you know they really showed up yesterday. Trey Hill, a few errant snaps and shotgun. Of course, Joe Boy with his finger couldn't get under centre initially. He did towards the end of the third quarter. Um, but he was taking shotgun snaps from Trey Hill and they were a little bit all over the place. I mean, you hate to be too hard on a rookie because that's what he is. Um, but it's just such a shame, isn't it? We had something going. We had some real nice chemistry on that line. And um, But I guess it's the same for everyone, isn't it? Uh, we've been relatively lucky with injuries this year and they ca- it kind of they came back to bite us a little bit yesterday. And, you know, we haven't even talked about it yet. Obviously, Joe Boy's finger... Uh, Logan Wilson has got a dislocated shoulder, so he's going to miss some time now. Uh, Marcus Bailey was out, so our linebacker core was pretty threadbare. Cheeto, Cheeto came out with a with a foot injury. I'm not quite sure how we're recording this at seven o'clock UK time on the Monday, so we don't we haven't heard Zach's Monday press conference. Um, so you know there was a few worrying things, but saying all that as bad as it was, and we haven't even mentioned the game time, that horrible, 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 or as Zach Taylor even called it, horrid attempt to get a two-point conversion. Do you remember that? That was just unbelievable. It was just like, what are they doing? Come out of a timeout. They lined up wrong. They couldn't get the playoff. They, you know, it was just like, what are they doing? Completely just embarrassing, that was. And then right at the end of the game, they, you know, Joe Boy's getting really angry because either they weren't snapping it quick enough or the message from the sideline wasn't to go for it. You know, you could have perhaps Hail Mary it at least, at least maybe brought Brandon Allen in for one big hurrah for the last of the first half. So there's some really head-scratching moments in terms of game management yesterday. Um, right back to the Marvin age, I, I would argue. But uh, anyway... Um, but saying all that, and as bad as we were in that first half, bloody hell, that third quarter was astonishing, wasn't it? Oh, abs- absolutely. I mean, it was a real sort of, you know, fire lit under us there, wasn't it? And to sort of drive back into the game. And I really felt like we had a real chance there. And we got that ball back. You felt like all the momentum was with us. The crowd was into the game. Um, we were moving the ball fairly easily. Um 
and then it was just a shame, wasn't it? That sort of that wouldn't you know that bit of a fluke play was it? Wasn't even a big, big sort of knock of the ball from onto Mixon there was it? I think it was our old friend Christian. Yeah, it Coven- was. It was Coventry, and a lot of a lot of a lot of people out there, a lot of pundits saying, "Oh, Mixon just dropped the ball. He was he wasn't touched." I think he was touched. I think that ball was touched, yeah. and obviously at the crucial moment to just for him to lose any grip on the ball. But Covington definitely, definitely got his hand in there, even if it was the merest touch, and that what you know that's what did for for Mixon. Um, but I think it's like you know Joe Mixon is not a fumbler in any way, stretch or form. So I think. You'd hope that is a one-off, but that, you know, they they put so much effort into coming back. Do you know what I mean? That defense was absolutely brilliant in that third quarter. Trey Hendrickson, B.J. Hill, Ogan Joby, you know, old Mother Hubbard, sack, 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 interception, sack, tackle for loss. They couldn't get anything there. Fumble, force fumble. Eckler was having a nightmare, and it was just like bloody hell. We might actually do. It reminded me of them, my um. Do you remember that Miami game? That uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, yeah. we played awful in the first half and actually the third quarter as well. And somehow it was like I think it was Big Mike old Johnson mother. and Old Mother as well scored defensive touchdowns, and we somehow won that game. And I thought this might be a bit like that because offensively we were clicking as well. Um, Mixon was finding some some room and running nicely. Joe Boy was it came out of half. I mean, you have to pay tribute to Borrow really coming out with a dislocated finger must be really quite painful oh yeah I can imagine yeah and he still came out hard as nails yeah gutsed it out threw the ball pretty well I have to say and before you knew it it was 24-22 and it's like we and I honestly thought you know I'm not wasn't sure we're gonna be because it's often the case teams when they're way behind um put so much effort into the comeback they just kind of burn themselves out um but i did think at that moment when we were driving we've got all the momentum we're playing really well all of a sudden and i think you know at the moment it looks kind of like only one winner in this game yeah it really was a game of momentum shifts wasn't it it and was bloody hell yeah i mean that show, it just shows you that we can play at that level and I think that's the exciting thing for me is we've got the talent there it's not like we're sort of playing above mm. ourselves in these games the talent is definitely there it's just putting it together um in the right moments and that's what it comes down to these explosive plays um explosive plays when it, you talk about turnovers you know the Joe Mixon one the the big deep ball down the field if either one of those plays um, doesn't happen or you know certainly in the case of um Jamar Chase he catches that ball mm. and takes a touchdown you probably win the game or you certainly you know run them very very close until the last minute but you know we could afford that loss that's the big thing there you can afford that loss we've got five games left there they're all pretty difficult games but we we know we can play with those teams um it's just i think if anything that kicks the bengals up the arse it's certainly you know after the bye week we lost a couple of bad games and came out and reacted really strongly i think you've just got to hope that you know the bengals really take that um, take that and sort of focus it um, against the 49ers because that's a game we really, I think, maybe the easiest game we've got between now and the end of the season, you know. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, infuriating because as soon as Mixon fumbled or he was he was um, made to fumble, I mean, I think that just sucked the wind out of us, really. That was game over, really. You know what I mean? That felt like game over, real deflation. And then, of course... 
Mind you, Joe Boy got back down to the into the ten yard line, didn't he? And threw that sort of not very good interception, really. Let's face yeah. it. Um, but yeah, very frustrating because it was it was we had a real chance to go eight and four yesterday, but instead we're seven five seven and five, which still sounds cool, which still sounds good. We're still in the mix. We're still fighting and in that wild card position. But I tell you what, we cannot cannot afford to start as slowly as again in against people like the Chiefs and the Ravens and uh, and the Browns even. Do you know what I mean? We cannot afford to do that or else we're going to get spanked again. We really are. Because uh, it just asks too much of uh, of us to come back every time. Yeah. Um, no, I'd like a refund, my son. You'd like a refund? I literally purchased this train ticket. I was in the, you know, I was looking at purchasing it, and everyone's telling me to get on this train. And then look, look what's happened. <laughs> the second, even the second I come close to getting on this train, it, you know, it gets cancelled. Like, I'm, I'm, well, I, I, in Mixon's, in Mixon's defence, I don't think it was just him yesterday, was it? It was pretty much the whole <laughs> offence that was. So the train, the train's still kind of, you know, there for you, Nathan. I'm still in the buffet car. I'm still looking at it. I know you're firmly on it, and you're you're tucking into your your three course meal. But I'm just <laughs> I'm just just reserving getting on at the moment. We'll see. Okay. okay. Um, well, yeah, frustrating. Frustrating is the word, and you just hope that that doesn't happen again because it's happened a couple of two, couple of three times this season. Come off the a couple of really good wins, and then just like shit the bed in the most disgusting bum gravy style fashion you've ever seen in your life it's it's very difficult to figure out and comprehend isn't it and it must be a mental thing that's the only thing that i, I but i don't know what that would be because surely you go into a game I, I keep harping on it but surely you go into a game against the charges it's borrow versus herbert who looked terrific in in patches yesterday i thought um Borrow versus Herbert. That's the narrative. You want to back up your QB1. You want to fight. You know, you're in a playoff position. We're a good team and we want to consolidate and keep this momentum going. And you just come out and you just, I don't know, the Chargers just came out red hot and we just came out kind of icy blue cold, really. It was, it was, um, it's very curious. And I wouldn't be surprised if we came out the other side next week and absolutely blew the 49ers away, to be well, honest with you. I mean, Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a real tale of two teams at the moment, isn't it? There's yeah. one, you, you know, they're at, we absolutely could go in and um, tear the 49ers up and we could absolutely get blown away. It's a difficult team to sort of um, predict at the moment. And I think when you've got some difficult teams down the stretch, I mean, every game now is going to be hard work. You know, all these teams mm. that we're going to be having their eyes on the playoffs they're really going to be um having aspirations and needing to win there's not going to be any easy games there where teams are sort of taking their foot off the gas or anything like that so you know and obviously every game now you know i originally thought maybe nine wins would be enough to get us in considering three teams getting now i'm not sure it's going to be i really do think we're probably going to have to get 10 wins. So, you know, you've got five games left. You probably need to go three and two. Obviously, you know, prioritising those games against mm. uh, the Ravens and the Browns um, down the stretch. So, I'm really, honestly, and like I said before, I've not known what to think of this team all season. I didn't know at the bye week. I didn't know at the start. I didn't know at the preseason. I don't know now. I, I, we, we can win every game. 
I, I honestly believe that. I think the Chiefs might be a step too far, but then I wouldn't rule it out. I never in a million years thought we'd absolutely handle the Steelers and the Ravens as we have done this season. Um, but I also didn't think for a second that we'd be, you know, losing games against the Jets, playing the Jags until the final seconds, um, and then getting sort of handled by the Browns. So it's a very, very peculiar season. But it is, yeah. It's uh, it makes for certainly intriguing watching every week, isn't it? It certainly does. So yeah, we're at home against the Forty Nineers. I'm a bit worried about that game because the last time Zach Taylor came up against Kyle Shanahan, he was absolutely out coached, and they battered us at home a few years ago. If you remember that Zach's first season in charge, again when we, when we I think we came off a decent win, and um, or was it the decent loss against Seattle and? We played the 49ers at home. We were hopeful of the fact that it was our first game of the season. I might be wrong on that one. No, that's a good shout. That's and good then shout. We, we got absolutely blown away. So, you know, I mean, they're a tricky team. They really are. And they've got some decent players. Debo might be back next week. going to say that's a big one for them, isn't it? They've got Brandon Ayuk as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Kittle had a big game yesterday against the Seahawks. Uh, and he's been quiet this year because I know because I got him in my bloody fantasy team. He's done bugger all. Anyway, um, so um, big game next week. I wouldn't put it past us to win, but this again, it's impossible to predict. We yeah. could we could win every game this year, every remaining game, or we could quite easily lose every remaining game this season. It really is one of them, and um, makes things very difficult to predict, as you say. Um, Kurt Warner um, said something really interesting on Good Morning Football today. He said that. Um, Referring to both the Bengals and the Chargers, he he said he doesn't trust either of them. Where have we heard that about the Bengals in uh, the national media before? But he, what he did say was kind of interesting. He said, I think, you know, if, if these guys are in the playoffs, no one would want to play either us or the Chargers because yeah. they know that we are very dangerous. And on our day, we can beat absolutely anyone. I think he mentioned the AFC, but I, I would extrapolate that out to... The rest of the league on our day, we can beat absolutely anyone. But can it's, can we string two or three playoff victories together? He doesn't think so, and I think he's got a fair point on that one. At the no, moment. I, I think that's a really good point. Is you, I wouldn't rule out this is the year we break the duck of winning the playoff game. I wouldn't rule that out. I think that there's the talent there. If it turns up on the day and we keep all the skill position players healthy, we can absolutely do that. But I think that's a great point about could you string together you know, a couple of playoff wins and then obviously a huge Super Bowl win. I think that's going to be beyond us this year. Um but you don't know, do you? I mean, the AFC in particular, there's no teams I'd hedge by. I mean, look at the AFC North. I mean, I cannot believe that the Steelers have gone oh, and played the last night. I mean, that's a really bizarre result. I watched a bit of that. Roethlisberger looked pretty rusty, but somehow managed to get the job done. It pretty pretty ugly. But the Ravens aren't playing well, and they've obviously lost Marlon Humphrey now mm, for the good yeah. player, yeah. They've got so many injuries across the board. Lamar Jackson's really not playing as well as you'd like. The Browns don't look very good. They've got injuries. I mean, there's no one in our division that you'd look at and say, cool, I don't fancy that. And I actually bizarrely feel quite confident for the Ravens coming to town. You know, we're at home. They mm. they really are banged up. We we know how to play them. Joe Boy's seen them a few times. He always seems to be a bit better against teams that he's playing the second time. So I'm intrigued by that. I, you know, I think that's a game we could win. And if we were to win it, it might give us a bit of control on the division. And then obviously the Browns away, 
we've really not played the Browns well in the last. No, we haven't, have we? Couple of encounters last couple of seasons, so that makes me a little bit nervous. But there's no one in the AFC apart from maybe Kansas City, who I think started off quite badly but now when it matters and it's starting to get all towards the business end of the season are stepping it up a bit and they've got you know obviously fantastic talent they're very well coached they're experienced they've been there and done it so you'd say they'd give you the frights but I mean other than that Buffalo Buffalo probably I think will be a bit like Kansas City I think they'll get their shirt off when it matters Mm. um, and be a bit difficult but the Patriots, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders. I think you you back yourself. I mean, we've already done the Raiders over, and we've already beaten a couple of the guys, and we've beaten everyone minus the Browns in the division. So I, I don't see why not, you know. I, yeah, I, no, I, same here. But equally, it could go the other way, I think. Yeah. The, way, the way we are as a team, it could go the other way completely. But you'd obviously hope that, you know, the good Bengals turn up. It's definitely a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde this year, isn't it? Um, or at least whatever metaphor that you want to use. Once you know, two steps forward, one step back, etc., etc. Snakes and ladders, you know, whatever. You um, sound before you go to the correspondence. Go on then. I like to give you a question every week. I like it. Um, people are talking about it. Mm. The coaching staff, they're sort of, it's being thrown around and stuff. And I think obviously, you know, one one week we're sort of saying, core, they're really taking steps forward. We're doing well. Other weeks people are saying, oh, that's holding us back. I just like, I don't know what to think about the Bengals, which is not much use considering I host a podcast and should be giving some insight <laughs> on it, but I don't know. What what do you make of it all? I mean, I'm, I don't want to go exhaustively on it because there's a you know we could end up winning the last five, like you said, absolutely possible, and it would be unbelievable to win the AFC and get a bye and God knows what, which is possible. We could also lose all five and it'd be a disaster, and you'd really be talking about moving on from the current coaching staff. But where are you at with it? Are you seeing the progress you want? Are you very much confident? Yeah, yeah, I am. I mean, the the weird yeah. thing about yesterday's game, even though we lost, and there was, I mean. You have to say when before I go back to yesterday's game, you have to say that any team that doesn't come out to play, and this is always a criticism of Marvin as well, when it was like the big games and you know prime time and games after a bye week. Why the hell are they coming out cold when they should be coming out absolutely red hot and in and you know just ramping up the intensity? And you have to question the coaching on that. Why aren't these players ready to play? Yeah. Um, and yes, he had some bad moments yesterday, Zach Taylor. But you know, the, the fact of the matter is that we absolutely steamrolled them for about a quarter and a half. Yeah. Um, so I'm not too worried, and I am seeing the progress this year. This team is a fun team yeah, to watch. Uh, they've got much more stuff right than they've got wrong. Of course, you know he's always going to get his criticisms. Zach Taylor, as any head coach will do. But I think overall he's done a good job this year and the coaching staff have done a good job. And, you know, Lou has done a terrific job with the defence. You know, he was really, arguably he was on a hotter seat than Zach in, yeah. in the off-season. And you look at, the just, just take Eli Apple, for instance, you know, just the way he's been transformed into a really quite good player. And that's something I never thought I'd, I'd say. And I think that has to go down to Lou. You know, he's got a, a, a you know, uh, a defensive back coaching background. He knows him from New York. Um, he's done a good job there. And, you know, the additions that they've made on the coaching staff, Marin Hobby, etc. they've all worked out. Everything's kind of worked out this year. But we've just got, like you said, they're a young team. They're coming together. 
and you know it's it's consistency that's the that's the word so yeah i'm i'm seeing the progress definitely i mean we're a fun team to watch yeah. and i actually look forward to watching them every every week now you know um and we've got a chance to play off in december you know what i mean we're going to come up to yeah. mid december next week and we've got a real chance still to be in the playoffs and that's something that's something that we all asked for didn't we we wanted to be relevant in december and we are so to no, me I, that's to me that's progress i definitely think it's the best recruitment we've ever had in free agency ever since i've been a fan for 17 years or whatever i just think that across the board that's going to be huge news for the Bengals going forward because they have made some excellent signings. You look at Hendrickson, Reader, Awuzier, um, you know, real impact players that stand out week, you know, every week that have been leaders now and are now leaders on this team and are really making a difference. And the Bengals have got room in the salary, you know, in the, with the salary cap moving forward. And I think when you're looking at this coaching staff and you're saying, um, you know, what are we doing moving forward? We've got cap room to spend. You know, we've got obviously a fresh round of draft picks. We've not sold everything off like um, the Rams have, you know. So yeah, you look at it and you think whatever happens at the end of this season, if we win eight games, nine games, ten games, whatever it might be, you look at it and you think if we get another draft under our belt of fresh talent, you know, coach up the guys we've got already on a very young team and spend a bit more money in free agency, get another couple of guys in um, to sort of bolster either side of the ball, be that on the offensive line, be that on the defensive line, whatever it might be. Can this be a team that next year, the year after, makes a serious push? Not just wins a playoff game and sort of gets that off our back, but seriously goes all the way to the Super Bowl. Because you're on the clock with Joe Boy's um, rookie contract. There's a couple of other rookie contracts out there. Can we do it in the next season or two? And I think that's the big thing to think about. But certainly, certainly, I think you'd have, all of us still to this day would 100% take where we are at this point in the season. It's just how we finish it. I think that's it's going to be so important and very exciting as fans to watch that for the next five weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, props to um, Jermaine Pratt yesterday, who I thought was terrific in the absence of Logan Wilson and um, Marcus Bailey. And of course, Akeem Davis-Gaith is out for the season. So it's just basically him and Joe Batcher yesterday holding the fort down in the linebacker core. Do we go out and sign Jalen Smith, do you think? Should we? I mean, I think they in the past you'd say there's no way the Bengals would make a move like that, but I don't know. I mean we You know, so, good teams knocking on the door of the playoffs do tend to go out and get people to strengthen when things go wrong or at least get they accrue injuries. So I'm certainly not against having a look around. I'm sure they will. I know they signed Johnston, didn't they? Off the, off the waivers a couple of weeks ago. But, um, yeah, I thought Jermaine Pat Pratt played really well, involved in a couple of the fumbles yesterday and just generally did did very well. Um, you are Jermaine Pratt injury away from one of us being on the practice squad. Uh, I know, that, I know. You know, that, that would really sort of deplete us. And we did say that at the start of the season. Like <laughs> what, we, having a you or me on the practice squad definitely would, yes. We emailed Zach, didn't we, and just said, look, yeah. like, you know, cause it, I mean, it's a thin group at linebacker. There's a talented bunch, young, talented bunch, and they've played very, very well this season. But um, they're, they're playing, just, you know, they're playing two linebackers now. They're not. It's yes. not a strict 4-3 anymore, is it? You know, it's... Uh, anyway, right, uh, let's go to our parish notice board, shall we? Right, uh, a bit of news this week. Our uh, Bengals UK advent calendar started last week and it continues apace and will do throughout the uh, the course of this month. Uh, obviously ending on Christmas Eve. 
there's lots more fun from some Bengals fans in the UK. And if you do want to be involved next year, then just drop us a line. This is what it's there for. We try. We always like to give a platform uh, to Bengals uh, fans across the UK. This is what we exist. So do give us a shout um, uh, if you want to be involved next year. Now, uh, something that we also launched last week, uh, Christmas Charity Raffle. Uh, and once again, it's for the Action for Children Secret Santa Charity Initiative. And uh, they do fantastic work uh, well all year round, but especially uh, during the festive season when uh, vulnerable kids of all ages uh, are in trouble when they are neglected or... Uh, or they're harmed in some way or whether you know they don't have a roof over their heads or you know they can't get hot food at Christmas uh, these guys Action for Children provide all that they even give them gifts you know when when kids see friends and school pals uh, receive gifts all over the place and come back to school after Christmas say hey what did you get for Christmas I got a signed photograph of Nathan Palmer uh, for Christmas um, which is on everybody's Santa Claus list, I think, this, this year. Um, I'd be happy um, to send those out if anyone's interested. Okay. Um, but, yeah, seriously, though, you know, when kids don't have presents or receive presents or don't have anybody to give them presents, uh, this is where Action for Children comes in, and it's a wonderful charity, and they do a wonderful job over the festive period. We have got three terrific uh, prizes to give away uh, we've got a signed Chad Johnson jersey, a uh, a Cincy shirts voucher, so you can go online and spend thirty dollars in their fantastic store, and we've got signed prints. Talking about signed prints, we have got signed prints from Evan McPherson and CJ Uzama. We're going to bundle together uh, into one the third prize. Um, so all you have to do to enter, if you've not seen it, go on to our Twitter feed at whoday underscore UK or our Facebook page, which is Bengals UK. All the details are on there. If you don't fancy any of the prizes, do just consider entering to give some money to um, to uh, Action for Children. Uh, it's a very worthwhile charity and obviously we, we're looking to to raise as much money as possible and of course we will be hammering this uh, every day almost so you're not going to escape it uh, the competition ends on the uh, 18th i believe 18th of december um and finally uh, our good friend duncan dastardly duncan uh has revealed that episode two of our you don't live in cleveland fanzine yeah, issues have been sent out. I think some people have already received theirs. So um, issue two, if you haven't received it, uh, should be coming any day now. And do let us know what you think of that. So fantastic work again from Duncan. And thanks to everyone who contributed. Right, let's get to our correspondence, shall we, Nathan? Go on, my son. Uh, let's see what you've got to say. Slam dunk, slam dunk the funk. Uh, Solid handle. We can't afford to give teams a 24-point lead. Simple as this team won't quit, but after the mix and fumble, they looked drained. The Jamar drop stroke interception was a massive game changer early doors. However, we're still in the mix. We will bounce back next week for sure. 
was also going to be difficult with two missing from the O-line. More worried about Joe's little pinky, to be honest. Concerning uh, was the dropped catches. I can think of at least five. I revert back to a point I made a few weeks ago. Consistency. He's not wrong. There were some drop catches. And, you know, when your quarterback has a knack, uh, because I really did think it was broken at one point when they showed that um, close-up of the finger when it was all swollen and gnarly. <laughs> did, you, did you remember that during the broadcast? And I thought, oh, bloody hell, that, that finger is broken. But, um, yeah, you, you know, your quarterback's got a dislocated finger, you want to do as much as you can to help out, and you and and Duncan's right. There were some, you know, pretty sloppy drops. I mean, there was some sloppy play. Full stop. Yesterday, wasn't there? Do you know, you know, made one of those drops and who's been a bit quiet for the last three weeks since the buyers. CJ's arm. He's had a couple of catches. Nothing yeah. particularly, but he had another one yesterday. I'd like, like yeah. to see him uh, pop up next week with a big game. Yeah, because he's had a, he's had a really good season, hasn't he? Um, Paris Penny at Paris Penny. Um, the playoffs and division title are all within reach with the Ravens, Broncos, Chiefs and Browns still left to play. And whilst inconsistencies are expected with a young team and coaching staff, having games with multiple turnovers is killing this team and becoming a worrying trend. Um, VB at Von Blade. Solid handle. I asked, where are we as a team? And uh, Vonnie said, in not a good spot, and we are coached. And that was in inverted commas by Zach Taylor, respectively. So, you know, I know Von Blade is not a fan of Zach Taylor. I, I think we're, I, I disagree. I mean, I think we're in a very good spot, seven and five, with the talent we've got still healthy. I, I really do think that every fan would have taken this. I know there's people that is frustrating after a tough loss like that. And, you know, you really want to be trying to win those games. Chargers are a good team. You know, let's not forget that. Mm, they're a mm. good team. They're, they're going to be knocking around the playoffs at the end. And I think across the board, we're a much better team than we have been. We're competitive. We could absolutely win the division. Um, I think there's everything to play for here. And I don't think we should be feeling down on ourselves at all. I know it's a hard loss to take, but let's let's keep the faith here. Five games to go, anything's possible. Absolutely, I'm with you on that one. Peter Dantwell at Dadders. The highs are gloriously high, then lows are depressingly low with the Bengals this season. Not much in between. Hardest opponents the Bengals have faced this season are themselves. They continue to beat themselves. Consistency needed. Here, here. Nigel Granger at Fleet underscore risk. Um, we can still win a Super Bowl, but boy, do we make it hard on ourselves. How can we spank the Steelers one week and then lose to the Bolts the next? I mean, this is what we're trying to figure out, Nigel, really. I mean, I do think the Bolts are better than the Steelers, I have to say. Um, but then again, the Steelers go off and beat the Ravens. So there's no just, you just can't predict anything. I'm just pumped. Just not going to predict anything anymore, ever, I don't think. Um, apart from the fact that I will have a Jaffa cake after this um, podcast is finished. Uh, Odat at DZE. Um, very few of the players have played any meaningful games in December and we've been playing disciplined, penalty-free football most of the year. But, uh, but did Zach saying this game was the most important game so far of the season bring pressure that some couldn't handle. And there's a really interesting question. Very good point. Very good point. What are you saying on that one? 
Well, we, we talk, I talked about this last week as to why I was a bit conscious about that game. Whenever the media have been giving us a bit of a stroking and there's been any sort of expectation on this team, they've t- tended not to play particularly well. And I just, you know, the, we really had an opportunity yesterday to put ourselves firmly, firmly in the playoff, like in control of our destiny with the playoffs. We would have been level for the division. We really would have been in control and we didn't take that. And this team and this coaching staff aren't used to that. They're used to, you know, they had a couple of bad seasons and then obviously to the start to this season was good and it's been a bit up and down. But for a young team that's not been there before, there's not many guys on this team that have been in the playoffs or have played football, um, you know, well, that matters going into December and January. So, that's certainly going to come with some pressure when you look at other teams around the NFL, like the Ravens, like the Steelers, like the Patriots um, and teams like that, the coaching staff that have been there and done it, the Bills included in that conversation, obviously the Chiefs. So that's where we're going to have to sharpen up and can we play our best football when it matters? Because historically, you look at good teams and when December creeps around and the playoffs creeps around, they have that extra gear, they have that Mm. extra consistency. Do we have that? when it matters and that's what worries me certainly this year yeah going back to that question though i mean i think i mean you you shouldn't put any pressure if you if you're a player that plays this game you play to play in games like this surely you know the and i don't know i think you know danny is right to suggest that pressure does funny things to different people but I don't know. I, I think Zach was right to kind of say this is the biggest game of the season. And you know what? He'll he should come out next year, next week, sorry, and say the 49ers game is the biggest game of the season. If they win that, then the Broncos will be. It really is sort of five, yeah. five more cup finals. It really is to get to the playoffs. We've got to we've yeah. got to somehow string two or three wins together here, and um, so they're they're all big games. Every game this season, unless we lose four in a row, and obviously the fifth won't really matter at that point, every game is a massive game here. And exactly like you said, son, every week the game gets bigger. I mean, you talk about the men under pressure. I mean, you know, we did need to win yesterday. It would have been a great game to win. But ultimately, a loss isn't terrible. We're still seven and five. We still control our destiny. I want to see what this team's got when we're, you know, we need one win to get in the playoffs or we're playing of the season to win the division that's when it's going to be really you know it's sort of what have we got there what's our mentality like so like i said strap in get your popcorn out it's going to be a big big old uh ride to the finish line absolutely jamie at trek white beast the maddening thing is inconsistency look like world beaters one week and then scratching for form the next the team has talent who is there to hone it might be time to go out and find a coach who has been there and done it interesting spin on that one uh, Rob Hill at uh, 3003Rob. Um, worry is that this was almost a dress rehearsal for a playoff game, a game we'd hyped up against a top offence with lots on it, and we came out cold offensively. Comeback was reassuring, but ultimately, we've seen what we feared. Old O line injuries hobble us. Can we win three more? Um, do you know what, though, Rob and Nathan? I I would fancy playing the Chargers again next week because I think we, you know, I think we'd be all right against them. I really do. They've got our number a bit though, haven't they? They did us last season, the first game, and I really felt like we should have won that when we were playing against Tyrod. Mm, yeah, maybe, yeah, but I, I I don't know. I'd fancy playing them again, you know, just to they, kind of. They did us in that playoff game, didn't they? We should have won. I know it's a long time ago now, but yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, you're not wrong though, son. I, I mean, I'm, if we played them again, I think we'd be the favourites. And if, certainly if it was at home, I think you would back us to do them. Um, and I think if it, we'd got them again in the playoffs and we, we'd seen them once, I, I reckon we could do them. I mean, it, there's no reason why not. It's just how we execute on the day. Ken Troop at Super Trooper 64. Solid uh, Andal. Hello, Ken. Uh, Ken is a Facebook chum and he's migrated to Twitter. So welcome along, Ken. Uh, the ups and downs continue. Admirable we got back in it. Never won from 24 points before. But mix and fumble was the killer. Scream like I'd been throlocked. <laughs> We're a better team playing with a lead. Any thoughts on always deferring the kickoff? Better to have chance to score first? Oh, that's a good question, Ken. I think, I don't know. It's I think teams get, not superstitious, but they strategically, they happen on a on a on an approach to, you know, either kind of accepting or deferring kickoffs. And the Bengals obviously prefer to defer. There you go. I'm starting to rap now. I'm a rapper now. Um, what would you do, Sam? You taking the ball, you defer. I'd always defer. I think you Yeah, wanna... I always defer. It's almost like... But then it does It does put a bit of extra pressure on you early doors because, if, like yesterday, if, the, if your opponents go down and score first, you've got to kind of respond early. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. I don't know. It just I don't know. It's a tricky one, isn't it? But yeah, I think I think I'd always defer first, just because you get that ball back. And and we've seen it so many, quite a few times this year, where we've scored right at the end of the first half, and then scored right at the start of the second half, and put the game kind of out of reach a little bit. Do you know what I mean? But obviously not yesterday. Um, Sam Reeve at Johnny Prong. Um, the chase drop felt like a pivotal moment, but don't want to dump it all on him as others, including JB, made mistakes. And we still got back in the game after a poor start. Uh, I think two pieces out of the O-line also had a major impact, but we're still in the hunt. We can still get two to three wins if we stay fit. There you go, Sam. You're right. That's what you said it. about chase, and you didn't say much about him. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, I mean, he looks really nice and clean uh, in those uh, kind of intermediate out routes at the moment. Been throwing um, to the sideline, but, you know, you've got to make those catches, man. You just have to, rookie or no rookie, and I don't know what's going on there. Well, it's obviously a mental thing, you know, he's not. he's just obviously lack of concentration at the absolute crucial moment there and uh, he's, he's just got to somehow sort that out really yeah he's a very dramatic player isn't he sort of boom or bust with him and um i like yeah, him he... I, li I like his speed i love his strength he's a really a real handful to bring down as we've seen yeah um so yeah you know listen a really fantastic rookie season so far but, you know, just got to remember he is a rookie and he is going to make some silly mistakes. As Simon Carroll at NFL Draft Psy has pointed out, as a Chargers fan, you almost outcharged us. Sloppy mistakes everywhere and uncharacteristically for this season, your secondary was bullied by the, uh, were bullied by the receivers a little. Still loving the turnaround in year three, though. Hope you guys take that division. Um... I I mean I did I know what I mean going up against Mike Williams is very difficult because he's massive and he's going to win a lot of jump balls out there regardless who he plays but I did notice a couple of the cornerbacks taking really bad angles on him which you know they're back to the ball and kind of you know 
when you haven't got eyes on the ball and you're contesting a you know a jump ball with someone like Mon Williams, you have to you know be in the right position. And they weren't. I mean, even Jesse Bates got pulled out of position a few times yesterday. So, I mean, they, they, well, I said one last week, didn't I? Like, the, the, you look at their team from a skill perspective on Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, Keenan Allen. It's a really um, strong unit with Justin Herbert there. And I do think, you know, Mike Williams, he's, he has had an absolutely unbelievable start to the season, but he's been a bit all over the place in terms of production the last six, seven weeks. And you're talking about fantasy players. Uh, he's one that screwed me over a couple of times in the last few weeks. He hasn't done a lot. And I think there's rumours he had a knee injury, but he certainly didn't look um like that yesterday so um yeah the fun team the chargers yeah they are uh peppy patty from the natty at peppy patty 64 solid handle first time calling then you get a solid handle patty um i did not realize the steelers were playing the ravens because rooting for the steelers is so painful glad they won though and that's the point isn't it just can't predict it Steelers beating the Ravens, you know, makes things wide open again. Uh, if we win next week, and the Ra- I think the Ravens are playing the Browns next week. So, you know, if the Ravens lose again, um, we may be top of that division if we can win. So, Raven, I mean, You talk about us being unpredictable as a team. You think about the Ravens. I mean, they've been all over the place. They were literally a 64-yard field goal away to, uh, from losing to the Lions mm, early mm. in the season. Forget that. I mean, it's a you know, it wasn't like it was just like oh yeah, last second field goal. It was a sixty odd yarder that hit the post and went over. I mean, they they really have been up and down. I mean, you think we absolutely throlicked them when we played them early this season. So I I, I really do fancy our chances against them mm. when we come up against them later in the season. Well, let's hope so. I think that's is that is that the Boxing Day game? I think I think we're playing what? So we've got. Let me think. We've got the 49ers this week. Then we're at Denver. And then, yes, we've got the Ravens on Boxing Day at home. And then we finish up in Cleveland the week after, so on New Year's Day, maybe. I think it's New Year's Day. Well, there we go. That's uh, all to look forward to. Um, next week, obviously, we play the 49ers. Tricky game again. And we will be back next week to um, let you know what we all think of it. And uh, let's hope they get back on track. But uh, in the meantime... Have a good week. Stay safe. Stay away from Omicron. And it is a who day from me.